share with you. The title of this lesson is Making It Right with God. Making it right with God is a totally huge topic. I remember when I got saved, it was a scripture that I opened my Bible to. Many times I open my Bible and start reading. And wherever I open to read at, I just start reading that verse and the chapter before it, the chapter after it. And during my whole um, salvation, during my whole walk with God, that's how I started reading the scriptures, just opening up and reading it. Well, the first time I did this was in 1989. And I opened up the Bible and it landed on Romans 10, chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Chapter 10, verse 9 reads, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, you shall be saved. This is the first step for making it right with God. You must believe and you must say it out. Those are two different things that must occur. We, we don't have the answers of why, but that's the way you do it. Some of the things that I believe that the why is, it must be an open confession. You must um, not be ashamed. The Bible says, be not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because the power of God unto salvation. So we need not to be ashamed. Now making it right with God means we have to conform to his holiness. We have to conform to his character. We have to con conform to the quality that God expects us to conform to, to live as human beings. And that's not wanting, running around wayward and doing what we want willy-nilly, but to conform to what God expects out of you and me. And this is holiness. Holiness is the quality of oneness, of being having um, all parts one, meaning that you're trustworthy and your integrity speaks even when you're not in the room. So you don't change when atmospheres change. When you're around a set of people, you act one way. You're around a different set of people, you act a different way. Being holy is being the same way around different people. No matter what, who comes around, you, your character remains the same. And this is what God is pleased with. You know, holiness is beautiful. Holiness is beautiful. The Bible says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Verse 2, It is like the precious, precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts of his garments. Now we did, uh, we're not going to go into that, but we did preach, we did talk about that in earlier sermons, that holiness is being, um, having a quality of, of oneness. And it is what God desires of us. Um, somewhat like perfection. Now, 
we hear the term nobody's perfect all the time. You must hear that term at least 12 times a year, once a month, nobody's perfect in this day and age. But when we're talking about perfect, we're talking about not the sense of being flawless, but the sense of being whole, amen? Much like holiness, being complete. When you buy a pizza, order a large pizza, you expect eight slices, eight or 12. You don't expect an uneven number, amen? So we know that God is the all-sufficient one. We're not talking about perfect in the sense of being flawless, flawless, but we're talking about being sufficient. God is all sufficient. So we want to put, uh, if we accept God and make it right with God, then whatever we lack, that he will make up for it in his sufficiency. We want to have our, our um, testimony pure and have that testimony speak for us wherever we are, even if we're not in the room. Now, we want to make it to the point um, where God can present you to others. Amen? Um, much like um, a bride, the bride of Christ, being presented as a bride to Christ. That's the church, the bride of Christ. Um, even as an individual walking around on the earth in the days of, before the uh, Bible days in the book of Job, God presented Job to Satan. He presented, he said, consider my servant, have you considered my servant Job? We need, we need to get to the point where God can present us to anything and anybody where he can have total trust in us. He said, consider my servant Job. He presented Job to the enemy. And of course, we spoke about hedges. Satan replied, remove the hedge around Job and then he will curse you to your face. And God said, okay, I will remove the head, but do remove the hedge, but do not harm his body. Do not destroy his life. And so we got the book of Job through that, and so many wonderful scriptures. And Job ended up not cursing God. Making it right with God is a process. It may be a lengthy process. It may um, making it right with God. It's different for everyone. Everyone may have a different uh, time to do that. For some, it may take one day, like it did for Isaiah. Um, I have this script in Isaiah, the sixth chapter. Um, one day, it took Isaiah. He he said he dwells he dwells in, in the midst of a, a people who were cursing, unclean lips, and God just took the. The, the tongues, the seraphims, he commands the seraphims to, to go on the altar and take some live coals and place it on Isaiah's tongue, and he was cleansed. And he said, send me. God said, who shall I send? Isaiah responded, send me. He was ready after that one incident. Now, it might take some longer. Uh, we look at the uh, Moses. He had to prepare himself 40 years. It took him 40 years to prepare himself to make it right with God in order to be to, to be able to do what God wanted him to do. 
So for some it takes one day, for some it takes decades. And, and we're still working on it. Like Moses, even after he was sent by God to Pharaoh to free the children of Israel, even after he freed the children of Israel, he still has some stuff in him that he needed to deal with. Anger issues. Amen. So uh, many of us, we need to work on ourselves continually. For some, it's easy. It, it happens instantaneous. For some, it takes a while and still. Too much is given, much is required. So sometimes making it right with God, we're talking about making it right with God. Sometimes making it right with God means um, you have to make it right with man first. We know that scripture says that um, when you have an art with somebody, you must first, before you um, present your, um, your gift, you have to make it right with that person. Amen. Let's just go to that scripture. That's located in Matthew chapter 5. And that's, that's very, the order is very, see, we want to do things out of order sometimes and expect God to bless it, just like Cain. Cain, he wanted to do things his way. But God has a specific way where he wants to bless you. This is the Beatitudes, and we're in Matthew 5, and we're talking about, um, it says, teaching about anger. Matthew 5, and um, it says here in verse 22, But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. Raka, Raka that can mean um, idiot, calling somebody an idiot. You know, I'm, I'm totally against that. Um, or calling somebody a fool. What makes an, another person able to call another person a fool? Amen? Now, if you if you are portraying a fool, then it's self-evident. But to call somebody a fool, that's one other thing. Just like saying, okay, um, you're, <clears throat> you're not saved. How could, you t how could you say a person is not saved? Oh, he's not saved. Or even how could you say a person is not filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, you can say that through their observation. But who are you to judge? Amen. Who are you to judge another person? So... If you say rockas, you shall be in danger of the council. But whoever, whosoever shall say thou fool, shall be in the danger of hell fire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember your brother have all against thee, leave your gift before the altar, and go your way first. Be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. So, you know, God is a businessman. He also, you know, he, he said, leave your gift on the altar. Don't take it back with you. Leave your gift on the altar. Don't, don't, don't um, offer it yet, but leave it there. Amen. Have a priest watch it. Leave it there. Amen. Leave it in a status of, okay, this is what I'm going to present to God. But first, you must go back and reconcile yourself to your brother. We're talking about making it right with God under the subheading. First, you must make it right with man. 
Amen. So many times that's one of the hardest things to do is to say, I'm sorry. And even in the scripture, it says, agree with your adversary quickly while you are in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver you to the judge and the judge deliver you to the officer and you be cast into prison. Amen. So many times we must even apologize, even if we feel as though we are, have been wronged ourselves, just to make the peace, just to make the peace. So we have to be reconciled. So what that says, first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Well, what if your brother think you're wrong? And think you're wrong and you know that you're wrong, right? Amen. So the Bible says be reconciled to your brother. So that means, okay, be wise as a serpent, but gentle as, as a dove. Amen. We want to be apologetic to our brother. Be uh, in a in a be apologetic to our sister. Amen. We're living in an age now where um, the last days says we're going to be they're going to be uh, without natural affection. So, you know, God bless the family of, of Shaquella Robinson. I mean, a beautiful young lady who was uh, who was destroyed in this in a, in the country of Mexico. Um, we pray that God find justice for her killers, to her killers, and find and God send peace to that family. Amen. People have no remorse these days, and they have no consideration of life. They have little consideration of life these days. So people aren't trying to do these things, but as saints, we are commanded to do these things as an um making it right with God. Amen. So we want to make it right with our brothers first, our brother and our sister, and before we make it right with God. Amen. And that's another another um point on that is being subject, being subject to um powers. Uh, uh scripture says in Romans 13, let every soul be subject unto higher powers, for there is no power but of God, the powers that are that be are ordained of God. Amen. So um, everyone that means everyone is under authority. Everyone has to answer to someone else. Well, some well our nature, the sin nature of man, uh, that's built into our DNA resists that authority automatically because sin. Being a, a sinful person or a sinful creature, that's that's akin to being rebellious. So you do not want to answer to authority. But the Bible says, "Let every soul be subject unto higher powers, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil." Amen. So you you should be afraid. Should should you not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. So it's, it's a ridiculous ideal to completely defund the police. I mean, that was floating around a very hot political topic. So to totally defund the police is, is ludicrous because they're there for our protection, generally. Who are you going to call if someone in the middle of the night breaks into your house and holds you hostage? Amen? So you're going to call the police. 
Amen. You hope the police come. Amen. So, so uh, even the police are minister or ministers of good. Amen. Says in chapter four, we're talking in Romans thirteen, making it right with God. We must be subject to higher powers. Amen. Amen. So, um, and um, you go down to verse six. It says, "For this cause we pay tribute also, for they are God's ministers, intending." continually upon this very thing. So uh, we're paying tribute. Benjamin Franklin said uh, two things are certain. It's death and taxes. Taxes are tribute. And Jesus said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. Amen. So tribute is due to those who who have authority, who are over the land to, to, to give, to tax, to provide safety boundaries for people that we may live in peace. Amen. That's a part of making it right with people. Pay your bills. Pay your taxes. Pay what to Caesar what is due to Caesar. Amen. So um, even in um, in different organizations that we have today um, with spiritual um, connotations, uh, they may not say God. They may say higher power. But even they understand that um, we need to make it right with, with others in, in order to be at peace with our higher power or peace with God. That's what I'm talking about, peace with God. They may say higher power, but even they understand that we must make it right with others. Um, there's a program, um, AA and NA, they, they go through 12 steps. Well, step six says we entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. So they do mention God, and they said, uh, and humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings, seven, but uh, step eight is important. It says, make a list, make a list of all, all persons we have harmed and become willing to make amends to them all. Amen? So that's scriptural. Right? It's found in Matthew chapter 5, where it says, chapter 5 and verse 22, where it says, if you have an alt against your brother, amen, and you angry with your brother without cause, amen, that we must first, before we uh, try to shout over mess or shout and, and try to praise God and having this thing in the background that's holding us back, we need to, before we shout, before we give the sacrifice of praise, we must go to our brother and make things right. Okay, so you got many people who are um, um, shouting all over the church, but yet it's somebody they owe money to that they haven't paid in a year. That they promise that if you loan me this money, I will give it back to you in two weeks when I get paid. But yet they shouting over the church and this person they owe money to watching them shout. Amen? So that is not holiness. That's not what God desires. Amen? God doesn't look at that as pleasing in his sight. Making it right with God means making it right with others. Amen? To say, yes, Lord. Yes, God. And, and, and it takes work. It requires a person to lay down all his own uh, desires and, and just work on himself. Amen. To 
to work on himself his, his, and, and start to separate yourself from people who are not good for your health. People are not good for your mental health. Good people are not good for your physical health. Now you can hang around people who get high all day. They're not good for your physical health. They're not good for your, your financial future because they're not trying to get no jobs. They're not trying to move ahead with their career. We need to break away from people who are not helping us, who are not, who are not uh, of the same type. And the type that I'm talking about is holiness. Amen? So we need to live in this world, but not love this world, not love the things of this world. There's things going around you right now that you really can't stand, but we are right next to filth, right next to the unholiness, right next to all these things that, that are holding us back, that, 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 that seek to hold us back, and that have held us back before. But once you get the breakthrough, once you get the victory, you need to keep walking and leave those things in the past. The church helped me quit smoking. It helped me quit drinking because I had a desire not to miss church. It was so strong. That's why I can't understand why people don't go to church. But my desire was to be in the presence of God. And that was a presence I felt when I went to church. I felt the presence of God in the selected church that has that presence where you can feel God you can feel them in your hands. You can feel them in your feet. You can feel them all over you. Amen. And how? why would you miss that? But yet you have a strong desire to do some other things. After a while, the people that that's, you're attending church around, they're going to notice. They're going to notice the smell. They're going to notice these things about you that are not conducive to holiness. And you have to come to come to grips and say, hold up. Something has to give. Something has to break. Uh, the church helped me quit smoking because I got tired of smelling like cigarettes around the people of God, disrespecting the house of God. So I kept coming to church, but I put down the Newports. I put down the Salem's. I put down all these cheap cigarettes that, that was only uh, $2 or $3. Amen. USA's and all them gas station brands. Amen. And I just stopped due to the respect, due to the honor that I wanted to give these people. Amen. The church helped me quit smoking. Amen. My Aunt Rosie, my grand Aunt Rosie Searle said to me, baby, when you go to church, don't drink no beer. That's bad. That's sad. But that's how much a hold that sin can have on a person. Where they can have a hold on a person. A sin, see, a sin, uh, sin, the, the sin has a, a way of being braggadocious, of not caring, of being bold, being flamboyant. Amen. Sin has this way of being this way. So when you this way, sin will will be known but you're trying to be holy so something has to give amen so I thank God for deliverance over alcohol drugs um, crack cocaine and all these other drinking brown liquor br drinking clear liquor mixing and butt wives is all a matter of 
it's one is one time in the in the in the 90s where I knew the geographical location of every liquor store in three or four counties, knew their hours. I was bad. But God can deliver you from those things. And I look around at me and many of my friends who are not here today, and I thank God that I'm still here today, but I know one day I'm going to see him. And when I see him, I want to see him in peace. And I want to make it right with God. Amen. So we talk about making it right with God. And um, just to go over uh, my main points was making it right with God uh, requires uh, perfection, uh, requires not in the sense of being flawless, but being in the sense of being complete and being holy. So making it right with God, we must conform to the holiness of God. Amen. And number two, making it right with God means you have to make it right with men, make it right with other people. Amen. And that we talked about uh, Matthew chapter five, where it says here, if you have an alt with your brother, leave your gift on the altar, then make it right with him and then go sacrifice. Then go make your sacrifice of praise. Amen. Talked about people run around the church, but they owe the person, they owe the deacon some money. Amen. But the deacon, he might be 60, might be 70, but he won his money back. Amen. Amen. Say amen, deacon. So, um, and also, um, even worldly organizations know that we need to uh, make a list of people. That's deep right there. Making a list of people that you have harmed. Amen. Making a list of people. Uh, the 12 steps of AA slash NA are as follows. The number eight says, make a list of all persons we have harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Amen? So that is um, a part of making it right with man. And also the last caveat was to place yourself in environments that are good for your health. Staying away from people who are bad for your health. Amen? You always have people, places, and things. So we want to be mindful of the people we're around, the places we go, and the things that we allow to uh, be in our presence or even the things that we touch. Amen. We know as saints, the Bible commands us that we should always wear white and touch not the unholy thing. Amen. So I want to exhort you today to be the walk with God, to be holy, to place yourself in environments that are conducive to holiness. Amen. And to make it right with man before you make it right with God. Amen. So this is Reg Boswell. Pastor Berea, Church of God in Christ over at Rogersville in Rogersville, Alabama. If you're ever in the area, um, just come down to visit. Here We're here Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. and usually it's about an hour. We have our Bible study set up and then we also have church, yeah, church 10.30 a.m. and um, that's 10.30 to 11.30 on Sundays. So we just thank God for you. Um, Continue to pray for us as we pray for you. And we know that um, we're going to make it to the other side in one piece and um, in holiness. Amen. So and, as in the words of uh, Mother Clark, Maddie Moss Clark, take God with you. Amen. God bless you.